This is Novel Marketing, Episode 2. I'm Thomas Umstadt, Jr. I'm James L. Rubart. And this is the show for novelists who hate marketing, but still want to become best-selling authors. In this episode, we're going to talk about author websites. My favorite or Thomas, topic. <laughs> your, topic, your favorite topic. Or, <laughs> or let me put it this way. In this episode, we might be talking about the lack of author websites. And here's what I mean by that. There was a recent gathering at uh, Digital Book World's Marketing and Publishing Services Conference. So this is a big New York conference, right? And they have heavy hitters there from Open Road, from Penguin Random House, uh, McCarthy Digital, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and a lot of these people came up with this opinion. And I'll read you just a few of them, Thomas. <clears throat> Brian Parsons says, Facebook has replaced author websites. Okay. Uh, essentially, we don't need author websites. Rachel Chow says, I don't believe in author websites for most authors. I'd rather them spend time on social media. And McCarthy says, I think about the first page of Google. Author websites don't often help you get there. So those <laughs> wow. are pretty, I mean, these are leaders in the industry saying authors don't need websites. Get, you know, get on Google uh, Plus, get on Facebook, get on Twister, Twister. <laughs> Twitter, the Twitter twister, um, get on Pinterest, you know, hit those things. Why do you need a site anymore? Okay, so we're going to talk about that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of shocked that they said that author websites don't get you to the top of Google. When when we build a website, it gets to the top of Google for most authors most of the time. And, you know, if their last name is Smith, sometimes it takes a little bit more work to get them there. But that's that's crazy that you would think that, well, you're going to rank better for Facebook or for Twitter. But the real reason I would say author websites are so critical is because of what is the most effective tool in marketing books. You know what the most effective tool is? And in our test, we've tested with hundreds of authors, the most effective tool. You expect me to say websites, right? But it's not. The most effective tool is email. Emails convert 10 times better than Facebook. I would rather have 10 email subscribers than 100 Facebook fans. And I'd rather have 10 email subscribers than 250 Twitter followers. That's how much more effective email is than social media. And so when everyone's like, oh, go social media, go social media, they're, they're moving to tools that don't convert nearly as well of a percentage of your readers. So Yeah, I know, Thomas, but let me play devil's advocate and say, Facebook's cool and hip and has buzz. <laughs> it is. Everyone knows about Facebook. <laughs> it is. It is. You're cool. using. You're using logic on us again. <laughs> I hey, I like Facebook, and I, we're going to talk about how to use Facebook effectively. But I will say, for most authors, what they're doing on Facebook isn't helping to sell any books at all. Uh, they're talking with their friends. They're sharing photos of their kids, and that doesn't move books. And a lot of author websites don't sell books either. I mean, there are a lot of really terrible author websites that don't compel people right, uh, to buy right. a book. In fact, to make an even stronger case, I say you don't even need social media. Just have a really amazing Amazon.com page. That's going to rank number one for you as an author. It's like, no, you don't really want that because you need to own your own brand. You see, you don't own Facebook. There are authors who've been banned from Facebook or had their accounts deleted or there's been some sort of mistake and their account vanished from Facebook or for Twitter. But you own your website and you own the email list that your website helped you build. And so it's nice to have that home base. And the way that I see it is that Facebook and Twitter and email are all hubs on a, are all spokes on a wheel. And your website is the hub that brings people in, gets them on your email list and introduces them to your most recent book. A good author website dramatically increases sales, not just of the current book, but of every subsequent book by building that email list. 
Yeah, I, I like that analogy. It's a hub. That's the center of the the bicycle tire, and you got these spokes coming off. Right. And and I guess the thing I would say to piggyback on your analogy is, you know what can happen if you you've ridden a bicycle for a while, a spoke breaks, and and so people say, well, Jim, why do you why do you think uh, we need websites, authors need websites, and I'd just say two words. I'd say MySpace, <laughs> um, <laughs> because you know they're probably even I, seriously, Thomas. There are probably a few people listening right now that are going now. Now, what's MySpace? And that's exactly <laughs> the point. If Thomas and I were giving this podcast, you know, seven years ago, even as recently as seven years ago, we'd be saying you have to have a presence on MySpace. Right. You do have to have a presence on Facebook, but how do we know Facebook and Twitter? And Pinterest and all these players are going to be around tomorrow. They could be a spoke that gets broken. That's right. And it's nice to have something that you can control that can adapt and change with the times. There are authors who've had the right. same website for 10, 15 years. And that website 15 years ago is very different from the website today. The new website responds to mobile devices and integrates with social yeah. networks and has comments, has an integrated blog, none of which they had 10 years ago. But that address, that's something you put in your book. You put a website, that's something you can have in the back of your book, and you can know it's going to be good 10 years from now, 20 years from now, because the Internet's not going anywhere. Uh, social networks come and go, but the Internet is here to say You'll have something.com you can tell your grandkids about. Now, I don't actually think that websites are needed for every author, though. And you may be like, wait, but Thomas, you're the website guy. You build websites. Like, well, websites are useful, but they're not useful for everyone. Let me explain. For a nonfiction author, you need a website two years ago. There's, there's no question for nonfiction authors, websites help them sell their book, particularly if they're blogging their topic ahead of time, establishing their expertise, building a following. Nonfiction is the sort of thing that you can give out in little bitty pieces on a blog and build a huge following. And I could share with you dozens of examples of people who went from unpublished to New York, sell, New York Times bestselling authors on their very first book with the use of an excellent website and blog integrated together. But for a novelist, that doesn't work quite as well. No one wants your story piece by piece, especially if you're on episode 47 of your book and they're like, well, for this to make sense, I have to go read the first 467 episodes or back 46 yeah. episodes. That doesn't work. And at the beginning, you don't have much following. And so I've never really seen that work where someone sequentially posts their story as a blog post. So if you're an unpublished novelist, there's less of a need for you to have a website right now. There are some benefits. Uh, the biggest one is Google ranking. Uh, one of the elements that Google uses to rank your website is how old your website is. All things being equal, older websites outrank newer websites. And so you want to start that ticker as soon as possible. You also want to start building that email list. As you're talking with friends who find out about your book and they're like, oh, I want to know about that. Oh, well, go to myname.com and click the subscribe button and I'll send you an email as soon as the book is ready to buy. That's a great way of building that following to help kind of prime the pump for selling your book. So those are reasons for doing it. Reasons against, if you're unpublished, it can be a distraction. It can be a cost. Uh, you know, you're paying money every month for that website when you're not really ready for it. So for a novelist, if you're unpublished, it's I, I would be okay if you're still working on your your rough draft. You don't need a website necessarily. It has benefits if you can afford it. Well, and, and I'm going to push back on you just a little bit, Thomas. First, I'm going to agree that a lot of novelists do not need a website simply because they're not at that stage. They think they're ready to be published in a year or so. They're maybe more realistically, they're three years out from working on their on their craft. But if a novelist is at the point where they're close to getting a contract or they're close to the quality where people start paying money for their writing, they do need a website. And here's why. A website 
at its very base is a expensive business card. <laughs> <laughs> and that agent or that editor or even somebody you meet on the street and say, I'm a writer, they're going to go and see if you have a website. And if you don't have a website, an agent's going to go, ah, I guess Thomas isn't really serious about this writing thing. Ah, James isn't really you know, trying to, to push into the publishing world because you don't have that website. So, yeah, am I saying it's an extremely expensive business card or brochure? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying it is. But uh, unfortunately or fortunately, it's ne a necessity these days. And it says a lot about you. If, if you're not professional enough to have a professional website, it, it gives the smell of amateur. And there are right. a lot of amateurs <laughs> out there. So I would agree, once you're ready to start submitting manuscripts to agents and publishers, you absolutely need that website in place. And another thing a website demonstrates is your commitment financially to your own platform. When a publisher sees an author doesn't have a website, they know that that author is not very committed to growing their own platform. Whereas if they see an excellent website, they're like, okay, this author's serious. And when it comes time to promote the book, this author is going to be a partner with us instead of someone expecting us to do all of the heavy lifting. And it can show the creativity and the writing skills of an author. And we're going to talk about this in later podcasts because for the most part, authors, fiction writers are not great at writing copy for their own websites. And we'll talk about some techniques to improve on that. But it is a showcase. It, it's a chance for an editor or an agent to go to a website and go, wow, things they're not going to be able to necessarily see in a 10-minute meeting or a 2-minute meeting or a 15-minute meeting at a conference, they go to that website and they start reading some of your compelling writing. Yep. Oh, this person is somebody i got to keep an eye on. And it's also an opportunity to show off show social proof. So they go to your website and they see that your blog posts have likes and retweets by people on Facebook. That's like, okay, this person has a following already. It helps them look more popular. Of course, you got to get there, and we'll, we'll help you there. Keep listening to the podcast, and we'll talk about how to get more likes, how to get more tweets. But ultimately, a good website is worth it. Um, if you have a poor website or a, a bad-looking website, especially if it's one that's kind of a homemade-for-free kind of site that you built yourself, I'd be tempted to agree with those publishers uh, mm -hmm. and those agents because it, it can be counterproductive. You have a very yes. professional author who's a really good writer, but then you go to their website and it looks, eh, then that's going to be kind of the uh, response from publishers and editors. Uh, that's a great point, Thomas. I am all for saving money in all areas of my life, but the website is not an area to go cheap on. All right. This episode is brought to you by My Book Table. Uh, if you have an author website already and it's running on WordPress, My Book Table is the best way to show off your books. It is optimized so that your books have a chance, the best chance, to rank number one on Google for your book titles with buy buttons for stores like Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Christian Book Distributors, and others. You can get it for free at mybooktable.com. We would love to hear from you. We like uh, topic ideas. We like comments, feedbacks, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. So connect with us at NovelMarketing.com. And thanks for listening to the Novel Marketing Podcast, giving you novel ideas on how to sell your book online, offline, and everywhere in between.